Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode. Okay, so I actually recorded this earlier today, but I had to scrap it just because I got some really, really unfortunate news this morning. Um, so yeah, but anyway, um, I am going to talk today about Space Jam, A New Legacy, starring LeBron James, um, Zendaya, among other people. Girl, this movie. Um, yeah, so... Ugh. I yeah, that's exactly how I feel about this film. Like everything that I just said, I just don't. <laughs> I didn't say anything, but everything that I just said is pretty much how I feel about this movie. Which is, I just feel like this movie is very. It was it was a cash grab, and and that's and that's what it really was. It was a cash grab, in my opinion. Um, is it is it bad? No, it's meh. It really is meh to me. Um, and I'm I'm just, look okay so. I grew up with the original Space Jam, right? Like I grew up in that time period and Space Jam was like popping. And girl, let me tell you, I was the coolest kid in like fourth grade when Space Jam came out. The reason why I was the coolest kid is because I was like one of the only kids in my class for whatever reason that had Space Jam. I wasn't even like a basketball kid. Like I was, I didn't like basketball. I could never play, um, ever. I hated basketball, but like, you know, I mean, I, I would go to my cousin's games because my cousin would like, you know, he would compete in basketball. He would go, you know, he'd have games. I would go to his games with him or whatever. And you know, I would just be the, be the fat kid in the stands eating candy, watching him play games. Um, this is the same cousin that introduced me like to, to more comic books and stuff. Anyway, so, you know, when it, when Space Jam came out, I remember having the VHS, which I still have, and I had the little coin on it that I think had Bugs and Michael Jordan on it. I had the little coin that came with the movie. And I remember the, you know, the songs in the movie, like Space Jam and I Believe I Can Fly, I Turn to You from All for One, not the Christina Aguilera version, the original version girl. Um, but I have like all of these, you know, I remember that, like I remember that album and stuff. And honestly, like Space Jam was a, was a thing, right? And when, like I said, when I was in fourth grade, kids every, every week, I think it was fourth or third grade, but every week we had like a movie of the week, right? Where a teacher, your teacher would allow you to bring in a movie every Friday. To watch and I kid you not every Friday for um, for almost like pretty much an entire year almost kids I, I would bring in Space Jam I was one of the only kids that like kids that brought in a movie one of the only ones every time I brought in Space Jam my movie was chosen like I, I would bring it every week there was even one week that I was like not cool because I had put for whatever reason like um, my mom's movie like Little Women was in the Space Jam box and so we were going to watch it. And my teacher was like, little women. <laughs> and everybody in the class was like, what? We're not watching space. Like they were so mad at me that week. So we ended up watching like The Lion King, whatever. But yeah, you were allowed to bring in one movie from, from your house, which, you know, I always brought in Space Jam and it always won. Always won. Because Space Jam was huge. Like, I had seen that movie so many times when I was a kid. Like it's like, I don't even watch it anymore because I've just seen it that many times as a child. Like I won't do it. Um. But when they announced a Space Jam 2, which I knew Space Jam 2 was in the works for a long time, because like it's just one of those things that I like I inherently knew that was gonna like happen again. Um, because of how big the first one was. Like I had like toys from Space Jam, like I had like the McDonald's, I think they were McDonald's or Burger King, whatever. I had those toys where you like you can like connect them like a puzzle piece and then like you would just roll them. I think I still have my Lobo Bunny one, but I had those and then I had like the actual toys you could buy in like Walmart and Target and stuff of some of the players, and I think it was um 
I think one of them was Charles Barkley, who his father's uh, like best friends with my father. Um, yeah, no, like not even kidding. And then um, I had like Michael Jordan. I had a few other characters. So <clears throat> I remember those. And it was just, it was just really like iconic. It, like Space Jam was iconic. It just was for its time. Um, and it, I mean, it's still easily one of like the, the most popular like 90s kids films in my opinion um especially the star sports star especially that so anyway you know i fast forward to now and i'm thinking okay space jam 2 like the whole like i i bought the funkos for it the lola and uh bugs just because i didn't have lola and bugs not because this movie i just wanted lola and bugs pretty much but um i wanted so much for this film i really really did and you know like i said growing up i love the first one it, it was exactly what it needed to be for me at that time and I think watching this movie, I realized how much the world has changed, right? The world of entertainment has changed. The world of technology has taken over. Why I say that is because this movie is so different than the first film. I don't care for the, the like, okay, so let's just get the synopsis, the synopsis, basically. The synopsis of this film basically is LeBron James is a family man. He's got three kids, two boys, one little girl. Um, he's got an eldest son who's, you know, really into basketball like himself. He's got a middle son who is not really into basketball. He's into video games. He's creating his own video game. And LeBron really wants him to focus on becoming a basketball star. He wants him to follow in his footsteps. Um, which, I mean, if one son's already doing that, why do you need them both to do it? I don't understand. Um, I also don't understand parents wanting their kids to follow in their footsteps. Like, I just don't get it. Um... You, you know, your kid is your kid. Let them be who they want. But, you know, that's that's how real life works anyway. So it's not like the movie's like, you know, doing something that nobody actually does. People do this all the time. Anyway, so, you know, LeBron's really trying to look out for his son's future. He's sending him to a, a basketball camp. And his son doesn't really want to go there. He's like, I'm creating my own game, like a basketball game or whatever. And, you know, that's kind of where I see my future going. I don't see my future on the court, like not physically. So anyway, um, LeBron ends up getting called by Warner Brothers Studio to kind of like basically do something together, like, you know, collaboration. And um, there's this like, so Don Cheadle's in the movie and Don Cheadle plays this kind of like, I don't know what he is. He's like a computer program, I guess, like some type of like virtual program system thing, like, like Tron basically, um, is kind of what he is, something like that, right? Like an algorithm or, no, he's not that, he's, he's something like that, whatever. So he's trying to convince LeBron James basically to like, you know, come with Warner Brothers. You know, he comes up with this very, you know, brilliant idea and he just wants credit for it. Uh, Don Cheadle's character inside the computer just wants credit for it. And, you know, LeBron takes his son and, you know, he's kind of like, I'm not into this. I'm not feeling it. And Don Cheadle's character gets really crushed by that. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm a genius. Why would you not want this? You know, again, he's not in the room. He's actually like in the internet or in like, you know, in the, the, yeah, the, the webosphere, whatever. And, um, Sarah Silverman and I can't remember his name, but he played, uh, Glenn in The Walking Dead are in the boardroom. And by the way, there's a few Walking Dead people in here. In fact, I think her name was Sasha on The Walking Dead, but she plays LeBron's wife in this movie. I love her. Um, I never remember her, her name, but I love her and everything I see her in. She's a really great actress. But anyway, so he turns on the deal and that really upsets Don Cheadle's character. Um, and that's when the son, you know, tells the people in the boardroom, like, I'm, you know, I don't want to go to basketball camp. I want to go to like computer camp or gaming camp, whatever, because that's what I want to be. 
And Don Cheadle's character is kind of really interested in the son at this point. It's kind of like, okay, well, I can use him to my advantage, right? Because maybe he can, you know, get my message across. So he ends up basically kidnapping the son and inadvertently kidnapping LeBron James as well. Sending LeBron James, like, basically challenging him. Like, you can only get your son back if you beat me in this basketball challenge or some junk. Like, it's, it's really random. So he sends him to Toon World. And this, you know, the virtual version, I guess, of Toon World. So he's in the Toon World, and he needs Bugs Bunny. And Bugs, you know, it's Bugs and him, and they're trying to, you know, get everybody together, all the Toons. The Toons have evacuated Toon World. They were, I think they were stripped away from Toon World. So it's just Bugs Bunny, and everybody else is, like, off in these different places. And this movie just... Hold on, I'm taking a sip of a drink. I do that quite often on my... If you haven't been on my stream before, this is what I do. My podcast, excuse me, I... I I, I drink. Anyway, uh, this is coffee. <laughs> Normally it's water or coffee. Anyway, so yeah, they end up going to find the other tunes to, to get their team back, you know, like the original film. But what I like, this movie just screamed WB wants to show you how much they own. It screamed HBO Max product placement. That's what it screamed because like, I don't know how many times in this movie they, they mention DC or they mention Harry Potter or they mention this. I mean, it's like, WB, we know what you own. We know what you own. You show this. Like, every Lego movie pretty much shows this kind of stuff, right? Like, you know, the Batman Lego movie had, like, random characters from all the movies. The Lego movie, regular Lego movie had all that stuff. Like, we know, because we've seen this in your films before. We've seen these random product placements in your film before. Why do we have to constantly be reminded that all these things are WB related? It's just, it's, it's much. Like, that's, that's the one thing I can honestly say that I, I give credit to Disney for is that, like, you know, besides Ralph Breaks the Internet and, like, you know, Mickey Mouse Club or Mickey Mouse House of Mouse, whatever, the Disney characters don't regularly get together, right? I love that. I would love it if they did, but they don't. They pretty much stay in their own worlds. Like, yeah, there's like sometimes there's like a little product placement of this character or that character in another person's film. But this is just like in your face to the point where at the end of the movie, there's like this huge basketball game, obviously, because it's Space Jam, um, between the Goon team and the Toon team. So there's no, there's no, uh, what was the, the Monstars. They're not, they're not in this. They do make a cameo in this, the, the little Monstar creatures do make cameos in this, which is cute, but that's pretty much it. Um, but anyway, like by the end of the film, there's like this big basketball turn, like this big basketball game. And I was really easily distracted because they pull in all these different, you know, characters owned by Warner Brothers around them in this, like, you know, in, in, in the arena, whatever. And you're seeing like Batman and Robin, you're seeing like Wonder Woman girls, you're seeing uh, Clockwork Orange characters, Game of Thrones characters, Pennywise, like, and it's, it's, it's cute and it's kind of funny at first, but then you start, like I, like, I was so curious to see who was all in attendance that I cared very little about the actual game. I just, I just did. Um, I will say I did like the Monstars, well, like, they're not Monsters, the, 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 the Goon stars um we don't really get to see them much as players in the movie so some of them i'm not a big basketball person so again i was like i don't really know who this team is i'm sorry that's just i'm here for the looney tunes and because space jam is nostalgic for me that's why i'm here um so we really didn't see a lot of them outside of it they're like goon squad look like i i feel like yeah in the first movie we got to see them like turn into monsters we got to like you know see each 
person outside of their Monstars look. And this is just, this wasn't it for this movie. So anyway, um, yeah, like I, I, I don't, I feel like that there was a lot of like very serious elements sort of in the beginning. And I think that's what took away from this film is like the first film did a great job balancing the Looney Tune and the real life thing, but keeping it very Looney Tune-y. This movie, I think, tried to be a lot more serious as far as like LeBron's relationship to his son, the Don Cheadle character. And it really took me out of the Looney Tune element. Like it just, it just did. It didn't feel very Looney Tunes at all. In fact, I feel like Bugs Bunny took a really big backseat in this film. Um, even compared to some of the other Looney Tunes, like to me, I feel like Lola had a lot to say and do, which I love. I love Lola, she's my favorite character, but it was weird because Zendaya's playing her and I don't, like, I don't, it doesn't match to me. But again, I grew up with, you know, sultry, um, Lola, Lola Bunny, at least her voice. I didn't, I, I didn't care that they changed her costume. I didn't care about any of that. I cared more about like the, I just like her sassiness in the first movie. I like who she is in the first film. And to me, I felt like Zendaya, they should have made another Looney Tune specifically for Zendaya to play. I don't think she should have been Lola Bunny or at least change up Lola Bunny because it's, it's, it's weird because everybody else, you know, from the first film who are playing the, the characters came back or at least mimic the sound of them in the first movie, their, their classic typical sound. And to hear Lola sound so far from herself was odd to me. It was like, but I love Zendaya. So I was like, I love her voice. I just, it's her being this character that already has like an established sound and not even mimicking that sound, but doing her own thing is weird. And it's a sequel, right? It's not like a, like, like a retelling of Space Jam, like a reboot. No, it's an actual sequel. And she's the only Looney Tune that just sounds not like a Looney Tune. Every other Looney Tune sounds like a Looney Tune. Zendaya does not sound like a Looney Tune. So it's, it's random to me that she's, in this mix, right? That's why I was like, why not just make a whole new character, a whole new bunny, and not be, because we already know how Lola sounds in the first film. You watch these films back to back, it's gonna be really weird that her voice sounds so different on in each movie, it just does. I don't know. Um, like I get not sexualizing Lola Bunny, I'm fine with that, that doesn't bother me at all. It's just their pitches and ranges are not even the same. So it just every time she speaks, I'm like, it's Zendaya. It's Zendaya as Lola Bunny. That's it's not even Lola. It's just Zendaya as Lola. That's what it reminded me of. But I love Zendaya. And I think she did a great job for the part she was given. I just think they, they should have done an actual like Zendaya-esque character because it's just random. Um, let me see. Yeah, Don Cheadle's character was a whole problem for me. For me personally, I was not a big fan of Don Cheadle's character. He got on my nerves the whole movie. He just did. Um, I don't understand why they needed to do this. Like, why didn't they just make him play an alien creature? Like how the first movie was? Like, why did he have to be some sort of like computer thing? I just, I don't know. I, I just, it was weird. It, <laughs> I, I just don't know. I, I, I feel like there was, <sighs> it, it wasn't toony enough for me. It was too humanized, I think. I think that was probably my biggest problem was that it was too human for me. The first film is very Looney Tune-y. It just is, it's very, very Looney Tune and there's a lot of interesting characters in it. This movie felt just very rushed and just, we're making a sequel because we can and let's, let's make it super updated and have all these cool new super things and it's just like, but sometimes less is more. It's like the new Scooby movie that I watched from Scooby-Doo, it was cute at best but i was just like it isn't classic scooby-doo at the same time like it's just i feel like some things 
we modernize almost for no reason at all, except just to do it because we feel like, oh, the newer generation is gonna want computers. They're gonna want something that's like tech savvy. They're gonna want this, that, and the third. And it's like, sometimes they just want the basics. You know, when I was a kid, you could still play cartoons from the 60s and 70s for us, and we would sometimes be pretty entertained, right? They didn't have to go on these huge, elaborate adventures for them, for the movies to be interesting. Just give us a decent story, right? Like, I just feel like it didn't need to be so, like, I don't know, some, some things about this film just felt like very like, why, like, who is this for? Like even modern kids, I don't think would, would really appreciate this one as much as the first, my personal opinion. I feel like if you put on the first film for kids of today, they would enjoy that film more than this, this newer one, in my opinion, only my opinion, because I just feel like, I, I don't know. Again, I could just be an old fossil. That's possible. I, I, I can allow that, who just, is holding on to his nostalgia. This, but I will say, this movie did not ruin the first for me at all. I hate when people say like, oh, you ruined my childhood. No, no, it didn't. This movie in no way ruined my childhood. No, look, my childhood is in the past, okay? So nothing now can ruin how I felt about it then. Even revelations about things from my childhood cannot ruin what was has already taken place for me, right? So. This movie in no way, shape, or form ruined my childhood at all. If anything, it just makes me sad that it did not live up to how cool the first one was. It's not a terrible movie. It's just not something I cared for because not enough Looney Tune, not enough Bugs Bunny in my opinion at all. Um, a little bit too... It's not like it's a super serious subject matter. It's not, but it, it just felt more... It felt less Looney Tune, like I said, than the first movie. The first movie just worked. I don't know why, but it just worked. Um, also, I was really upset there was no cameo. Spoiler alert, spoiler, sorry. There's no cameo from Michael Jordan or from um, Bill Murray or anybody else really in the first cast, which again, that's really unfortunate too because I was hoping there would be at least a cameo from, from one of them. Um, lastly, I'm gonna talk about the music and I'm ending this. The music, the music in this movie, yo. It, it sucks. I, I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. Like, like Space Jam to me, the first movie had it all. It was it was, it was entertaining, it was toony, it was loony. Um, and it, it didn't need all these outside characters in it to make it interesting. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I love DC, I love Batman, I love Harry Potter. You don't have to throw these things into these movies for me to watch them. You just don't. And as much as they're in the movie at points, I'm like, this isn't even like, Looney Tunes are cool enough on their own to just star in a movie. Do you guys not think so, Warner Brothers? Like, are y'all not really thinking they're they're cool enough to do this on their own? Like, what the heck? Um, I like I said, I did like the the the, the goon squad. Like, I liked their powers and stuff. There, that was pretty cool. But other than that, like, I don't know. Um, anyway, but uh, getting to the music, yeah, the music just didn't slap. Like for me, the first album slapped. You know, obviously we we're talking about I believe I can fly from R. Kelly. He's a problem, whole problem. So I understand why that song wasn't put in this movie. Even like a, a remake rendition of it, I get that. Doesn't bother me at all, makes sense. However, you could have at least tried to do a new version of Space Jam or have the original version. Like, why not? Like, what? Michael Jordan is referenced in the film. There's a funny moment in the movie. I'm not gonna spoil that, but there's a funny moment in the movie that, that also has like a reference to Michael Jordan. Other than that though, this movie just, I'm not gonna lie to you, I don't feel like it needed to be made. 
I, I just don't feel like it needed to be made at all. And I actually was reading some things about like the information about this film, and it turns out there were gonna be other versions of Space Jam as well, like Race Jam, which I'm kind of glad that they didn't make that because Race Jam, no, no, no. <laughs> but that was, I think, gonna star Randy, uh, not Randy Orton, I was gonna call him that. Um, the race car driver, I forgot his name. Is it Randy? Is it Randy? Is it Randy or is his last name Orton? What, like, what is it? Is he number 24? I forgot. Like, I, I've seen him at NASCAR because I, like, lived, yeah, seen him at NASCAR before. But um, he was a big deal at one point. Anyway, so they were going to do that. Jackie Chan was going to star in, in a version of, like, Space Jam or whatever. So there was going to be a lot of different things going on with Space Jam. And I just feel like <sighs> it's an entertaining movie to watch. I'll probably watch it again for, like, background noise. But it's not something that was like, man, this this movie is just like, this is it. Like, it just didn't feel that way for me at all. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just was not crazy about it. And that, like I said, that kind of sucks because I do like a lot of the cast. I love Zendaya. Um, I think she's incredible. I like all the actors that appear from here from The Walking Dead. I love all of them as well. There's a few other characters in here. Uh, one of the guys from Get Out is in this movie too. He was, I think, the, the security guard um, from Get Out. The, the friend loved him. He was in this movie. He did okay. Um, Gabriel um, Gabriel Iglesias, I think, is in this as well. Um, and I, I, I like him too. I, I did hear, unfortunately, that he did uh, contract COVID recently, even though he's been vaccinated. So prayers to you, absolutely. Um, and then who else is in this too that I'm like forgetting? Um, oh, the guy who played, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this show, but it's called Black Jesus. It's, it's, it's a show. Oh, it's a show that was on Cartoon Network. He's also the security guard in this movie. He did a good job. He's funny. Um, so, the, you know, and, and the, the, the young boy, LeBron James, like his son in the movie, I don't think that's his real life son. I don't think his real life kids are in this. But anyway, like if that, I don't know. I don't think that those are his real life kids. But either way, the, the, the kids in this movie did their jobs wonderfully as well. LeBron James is not an actor. That's all I'm going to say about his performance. He's not an actor. I think he did the best that he could with his non-acting ability. Girl, I can't act either, so I'm not even trying to come for his bag. I'm just trying to say, like, these sports stars are not actors. So if you're expecting Academy Award-winning act acting from sports stars, please don't. Um, that's all I'm going to say about his performance. I think he did what, the best that he could with his acting ability. That's what I'm going to say. But other than that, yeah, the movie was just, it was, it was a decent film. I gave it a 6 out of 10 just because I was like, you know what? Because I actually started watching it last night and I was getting tired, but it was also just not keeping my attention. So I just cut it off. And then I was like, you know, I'm just cutting it off. So I cut it off, came back this morning, finished it. And yeah, as soon as I was making my review, I got really terrible news and I just had to like shut off. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to do uh, another one later of uh, Fear Street 1666. I have my thoughts on that one as well. And yeah, that's pretty much going to be my day. I, I want to say right here, right now, and then I'm going to end this. I'm so sorry. Uh, in other news, speaking of music, that Willow Smith's album, uh, Lately I Feel Everything, is out. And I can tell you, I love that album. The only issue I have with the album is it's too short, but I'm probably going to give it its own podcast episode because I'm just so proud of Willow and just the incredible work that she's, that she's come up with. I've been asleep on her for a few years, and I did not know that she's had several albums, like, well, about, like, three or four albums that just, like, absolutely slap. And I just love you, Willow. Thank you for bringing punk rock back into my, my, my musical 
world because I wasn't listening to punk rock for like a cool minute. It just was trash to me, but thank you so much for giving me something new. You, Travis Barker, and everybody else on this album are fire. Um, the only thing I wish is that the album was longer, Willow. Why did you give me like a 22, 23 minute album, 25 minute album, sis? You are better than that, girl. Your music is amazing. And next time, put your mama Jada on the track, okay? Because Jada was a rock star back in the day, too. For those of you guys who don't know, Jada was a rock star back in the day. I remember her from the In The Zone tour, Britney Spears. Love you, Jada. Love you, Britney. Free Britney. Anyway, that's the end of this. I'll see you guys later. Peace. Space Jam is now on HBO Max. You can watch it if you guys have HBO Max um, on your TV, on your phone, whatever the case. It's free because you already have the service. It's also in theaters. Um, give it a watch. I'm never going to tell you not to go watch something. If y'all want to watch it, watch it. You know what I'm saying? Again, for me, it's a solid six out of 10. I was going to give it six and a half out of 10, but I'm just going to go with a six because honestly, it just, it did not match up at all to the original, the music, the feeling, the vibe. It just, again, I'm not a basketball person. I'm really not. But at the same time, even though I wasn't a basketball person watching the first film, I loved the heck out of that movie, like loved it. And I might even just watch it tonight just to be like, man, like I had it so good as a kid. I really did. I had those toys, the soundtrack, the movie, the coin. Y'all, I was, I was doing it okay, y'all, okay? But this movie, yeah, it just, it is what it is. Anyway, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day, night, evening, afternoon, whenever you listen to this. Peace.